0: Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another episode of Horror Express, and tonight we're talking about 1985's Life Force. This is a film directed by Toby Hooper and directed by Dan Um, O'Bannon. It's a very interesting movie. I don't know quite... How you describe it to people who haven't seen it? It's based on a book called Space Vampires and that's essentially what the story is. They find a uh, a vessel in the tail of Halley's comet in space. They bring they 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 bring some of the inhabitants of that vessel back into Earth's orbit and eventually the inhabitants make it to Earth where they start draining people's lives and unleash a plague and it's a lot more complicated than that but that's basically the storyline um you know a lot of stuff happens in this movie i like to say that this movie kind of has everything in it and uh (laughs) and i I think that's fairly accurate so uh joel i don't think you haven't seen this movie before right this is your first time the
1: first time for me
0: what's joel's first impression of life force
1: oh man um well, we've been doing a lot of vampires, and a lot, oh, this is like the, the outer space sci-fi month, right? So yeah. I'm kind of in the headspace where I'm not surprised by what I've seen, but if you pitched a movie to me and you said, it's kind of like Ghostbusters, but it's in space and there's a lot more naked people, I'd be like, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't regret that decision, and and nor do I regret watching this this bizarre, <laughs> weird, and fantastic movie um as far as like how it made me feel by turns i was engrossed confused and um delighted i'm gonna go with those as my three main ones i I really liked this movie um i'm not entirely sure
0: if i can characterize why but i'm gonna try over the next however long we have i think that's a pretty accurate impression of the movie uh adam it's been a while since you've seen it so what was your Mm -hmm. impression seeing it again now
2: I haven't seen it since the mid eighties and I had flashes of the movie that I still kind of remembered. I remember them discovering the ship. I remembered London kind of all, uh, being overrun by vampires. I kind of remember the broader special effects scenes. I kind of forgot a lot of the stuff in the middle completely, you know, like, like the Patrick Stewart stuff. I had no memory, (laughs) no memory of any of that at all. But, uh,
0: that was Patrick Stewart's first on-screen kiss, apparently. Too. Okay, that's no, yeah. it's a joke. He's kissed other people before, but that's his. Uh, that's his answer. He likes to give on. Uh, um...
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was. I mean, it, it's it is an amazing movie because it's totally so weird. I mean, on one level, it's like a British Hammer film kind of vibe with this yeah. kind of dry sense, but it's also. From the director of Poltergeist, in your face, boom, flashing, yeah, yeah. ghostly lights everywhere,
0: stuff, and it. it
2: and the I guy mean, who I, wrote yeah. the
0: Pink Panther soundtrack is also. Yeah, Henry
2: Mancini <laughs> yeah. doing the soundtrack. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's that's an unusual choice for a science fiction horror movie, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I did enjoy the movie, but I can I can see why a lot of people were off put and confused by it at the time it came out so. i think
0: it it definitely it's definitely a confusing film whatever year it's released i think yeah the, i think this is just a wonderful movie because it, it, it it's what the way i describe it is it's like they said let's make a schlocky movie but let's give it money and let's put people of talent behind it so that the effects are good so that the music's good so that like everything just looks and feels right. So it looks and feels like if you, if you were watching like an an eighties movie that was, you know, like a really big budget, you know, slick eighties movie from the time, except they've slipped in all this schlocky stuff that would have no place in a normal big budget eighties movie. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it just all really works. And, uh, I, it's so strange. Like it's, it's, and also, it's it it just it does naughty and bad things, and just kind mm-hmm. of has no no compunction about it at all. It's proud. It's proud of all of its bad behavior, and I kind of like that about this movie. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know what 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 uh, what aspect of this film should we talk about first? Like, what what's the what's the biggest thing that we need to we need to really address? I mean, we've already discussed
1: Patrick Stewart's uh, first on-screen kiss, which was amazing. Um, But, like, oh, man, jeez. There's so much I love about this movie. Like, I love that you have to use a a leaded iron stake to kill the vampire aliens. I love that they apparently inspired the original vampire legends. I really love their ghost ship unfolds. Uh, with a giant bat thing yeah. i don't i don't even know man can, i've can, got no focus oh well, okay on how
0: about this why don't we focus on the on the on the on the steak and 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 i think this movie was really clever in how they 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 handled that thing the guy what was his name um dr um dr falada pa- played by frank finley um he looked like a, a Hammer Studio actor in this movie. Yeah. I think that was intentional, yeah. Yeah. right? Like he could have played Dracula. Oh, there's
2: definitely yeah. like a huge yeah. Hammer vibe running yeah. through this, which is. Yeah, go go
0: on. And and so I love, like, when he's talking about the lore, how over the top is, like, he's shouting (laughs) to the back of the room. He's like, I think these may be the inspiration for the Vampires of Legends, or such creatures as these could have been the actual Vampires of Legends. It's all very, you know, he's talking like this, and it just works beautifully. And also, the fact that they get you to believe in the vampires from outer space premise is I think pretty impressive because they basically do smash a hammer studio film up against like alien or 2001 and all these different things. And, 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 and they, and they make the vampires believable by basically removing the fangs and kind of turning them almost more into like, zombie like creatures that suck the life energy out of people but they keep a lot of the th- stuff that ties to the vampire legends like like why like 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 you know they, they 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 kind of seduce people in a way and so there's this like compelling aspect to them and that sort of ties in with the charismatic aspect of a vampire and all these things so you know it it again it's just i don't know it's it, it, and and also the way that they make them into kind of shape shifting creatures, where they they bring the bat thing in by having that be their actual original form, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. And then they can also assume like whatever shape they need in order to invade a, a a planet, apparently. And yeah, and I think you're right. The fact that they're able to like like
1: modernize and sci fi the premise of vampirism, and they keep all of it. Like they they. Find them in the equi- the outer space equivalent of a haunted castle, right? Yeah. The big mysterious spaceship thing. They've got the bat monsters in the original form. So there's and there's something kind of like pseudo demonic about uh, vampires, anyway. They find them in the outer space equivalent of coffins, you know. And they even like do the Dracula thing where they're carried over on a doomed spaceship in this case into low orbit and just kind of discovered, you know. So like beat for beat, that's vampire legend, bro it's fantastic and you're right there's not really a moment where i was like oh that's that's silly no i i swallowed the the, the sci-fi vampire psychic monster pill wholeheartedly and with no reservation so you you are correct brendan that was quite a feat of uh, of writing i think
0: and i think uh also i haven't read the book but my understanding is the book is actually set in the future like the far future and they mm. deliberately set this back into the modern day so that it was more relatable which also coincided with Haley's Comet coming, which was kind of nice. So they had the... Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because when did Haley's Comet come by, Adam? Was it 86? 86. Yeah, I was a little too young
1: to see it because I was being born at the time.
0: So, I mean, I I remember Haley's Comet. So now when I see this movie, it's like, oh, yeah, Haley's Comet. I remember that. It's like... That was a big deal. Yeah, and it gives it like kind of a believability (laughs) thing. But also... I like that setup because the idea that these things are hitching a ride on Halley's comet somehow, and they only come by every time Halley's comet comes by, that mm-hmm. that means you know they that that when when they decide to go in and investigate it, it's like they have to. They have no choice because, you know, it's going to be over 70 years before this returns. So, you know... Yeah,
2: it also sets up the final twist with the commander and his him actually being one of them, too, because they've been here before. So, you know, he's apparently some descendant or something from the uh, previous visit.
0: Yeah, which is... Why don't we talk about that? Do we want to talk about that now or do we want to talk about that separately? Because I think that's important. Like, that... I'm gonna make a note because I make I a note, you know, yeah. I'll come back to it. That's yeah. I feel like
1: sequentially we should introduce that guy and talk about his character and role in the movie, and then we should go to the twist on him.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, because that was I have questions as well as thoughts about that. <laughs> yeah, um, it, I,
2: there are questions
0: definitely. Uh, but the, but the I like the opening scene when they first find them just because of how gorgeous like that the interior of that alien vessel looks great. For the time period like it just is a it's, it's a effects.
2: i was really i was expecting to watch this and go man this mm. does not look as good as it looked in
0: my head but it looked fantastic <laughs> yeah. and and the way that it's led into with the henry mancini music it's it's almost kind of got a superman vibe to it i think he's trying to do a it's superman it's thing a, yeah, yeah yeah definitely so, so it grabs you right away and then and then they get in there and and they find these naked people inside those crystal coffins or whatever they are I guess they're force fields. And and uh, and uh there's that... The moment that I fall in love with this movie is when the guy says, um, uh, she's perfect. I've been in space for six months and she's perfect. And just like the look on his that was face... That a good line. I... I... <laughs> I,
2: yeah, well, in that scene, I think the moment that, that really got me was the point where they're like, oh, there's, you know, two naked men and a girl. And the response from the ship is, we have no screens. You <laughs> yeah, know? It's, like, yeah. it's like, I can't see.
0: <laughs>
2: but, really? uh uh, but, yeah, if we're, if we're talking about the beginning of the movie, actually, I want to jump backwards a little bit here, because during our Alien conversation, one of the th- first things we talked about was how it's like, so there was, you know, they had artificial gravity on this ship and blah, 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 but they didn't talk about it, blah, blah. blah. And I, I feel this being the same screenwriter as, as Alien, I'm like, I feel like every nerd in the world bugged him about the gravity thing. So the first thing you get in this movie is a monologue about why there is artificial gravity on the <laughs> yep. ship even I though it that. never matters again in the entire Which, movie well, it has no it like relevance only, well i mean
1: okay but that way they could shoot all those shots without having to be like oh yeah. gravity's doing this so oh, i know
2: why they a do, do it yeah. i just thought it was funny that they they felt they had to explain you know the nerva engine due to the nerva engine you know yeah I
1: I noticed and appreciated it, and also I feel like, you know, if that's all it took, you were pretty lazy during Aliens, sir. (laughs) Well,
2: Well, I don't know. I still found it. Explaining the science.
0: I actually found it confusing still because it's set in the present, or what was the present. When we just didn't have technology like that, so it, it it's yeah. it, it's like a you know maybe maybe it, it was Ted. Well, no, it couldn't have been. It was Haley's comet, so it had to have been you know that year. So
2: yeah, well, it's it's a mixed bag because obviously it's back when space shuttles were still cool. And yeah, like ooh, they're flying around in space shuttles, yeah. awesome.
0: I mean, I I guess they did need a device to explain how it got there, too, because that is like a, you know, like it's not like we were sending space shuttles to Haley's Comet. Well, but
2: yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be scientifically nitpicky, space space shuttles are for just going up into orbit, putting satellites, Mm -hmm. repairing satellites, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You wouldn't you wouldn't fly out to something in a space
0: shuttle, but whatever. But, anyways, they, you know, I, I, think that opening scene was 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 really well done, and also I like how they kind of like they, they 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 plant a lot of really good seeds. Where like, you the uh, what's his name, Captain, um, uh, not Captain uh, Carlson, Colonel uh, Colonel Carlson, Colonel Carlson. It's the the two characters in this movie Colonel Carlson and Colonel Kane are the. I think that
2: Wikipedia is wrong. So he was Commander Carlson in the movie, wasn't he?
0: No, they called him Colonel when he was on Earth. I think he was Commander of the vessel, but I think. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, no, because I remember I, I was like, oh, they got two colonels and they're kind of a t-, and I was and then I was starting to imagine all the like Colonel Carlson and, and, and Colonel Kane movies that you could have had if he didn't go, to, <laughs> you know, but because they kind of made a good team. But like, I, I like how you you you. You get the the sense that one guy's being drained of life, and the, and 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 Carlson is actually having an experience. It's almost more like something out of Babylon Five. Like he kind of reminds me of the first Captain from the the first season of Babylon Five in a lot of ways, and and even his trajectory yeah. in yeah. the show in the movie kind of reminds me. Of that. It's like this. He ha, he's he has this like I don't know this transcendental story arc that. Uh, do you that know buddy, what I mean?
2: actually that the captain in the last movie, Planet of the Vampires, he uh he reminded me a little bit of uh uh who's it uh Sinclair on Batman yeah Vampires. yeah he, kind, know, of he kind of reminded me of him time. too
0: because he had that like compassionate yeah. sort of angle to him but yeah but here where the where he reminds me of him is just that like really bizarre sort of you know <laughs> transcending storyline where he you know mm-hmm. he, um and I, and I, I we should probably tackle that individually because that's a whole thing on its own. Um, yeah. But uh, but the other scene I want to talk about is when they actually bring the alien lady to Earth, and this is always this is the bit that I always remember is just the naked lady walking around, sucking people's life from them willy nilly, and then like the rest of the movie is kind of a blur. Like that's like that's <laughs> like I feel like that was the elevator pitch for the movie is we have a naked woman walking around <laughs> London draining people of life. And then, you know. That's yeah. so what you
1: call a hook right there, yeah. Brendan. That's the hook.
0: Yeah, that's the hook. And so, but the, the seat. what was the guy's name? Um, was it Durbridge? Was he the, uh, I forget what his position is, but he was the guy that was smoking cigarettes and was uh, kind yeah, of in okay. charge before the other people that were in charge showed up.
2: Yeah, I'm a little hazy on the names, but that might've been Durbridge. But he had, yeah.
0: he had a look to him. He was really good at portraying nausea and and needing to vomit like he had the uh, (laughs) and and and, uh but 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 he he sees the lady uh suck the life out of a soldier or not a soldier a guard or something like that he's the first victim of the lady and then he goes in and then she kind of sucks a little bit of his life and he and 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 he's just, like, really sick from it. He doesn't actually turn into a weird creature. But then the guy asks him, like, well, what was it? And he was like, you know, like, I've never been more drawn to it. You know, like, like it's just this, like, it's like this, this, it sounds like it's almost like a suicidally, uh, or like a suicidal level of attraction is what the creatures are able to generate in people. And, Mm -hmm. and like, it's like on the, like, he's able to recognize that it was sexual in nature, but it's also like deeply disturbing to him. So it's just kind of, it's like a, I don't know, like an interesting way to sort of bring that, you know, the, the vampire magnetism to the, to the story. And that it, uh, and it, and it, I don't know. So I, I don't know if you guys had thoughts about that first sequence, the, you know, the, the, I don't know when, when the, when the, when the aliens really first, start awakening on earth
1: well I, I always like movies with puzzle monsters where they have like they attack you in a weird way and no one really knows how to deal with them yeah. uh, I like that because uh, like if you haven't watched the movie before like I hadn't I was long for the ride you know mm-hmm, yeah. I kind of got pretty it's pretty clear that she like eats people's life force being as that's yeah. the style of the movie but like the way that manifests is surprising like the guy that the first victim that she eats <laughs> comes back to life later and yes eat other people and then well, when they cool. deprive him of that, he turns back into a mummy and explodes. Yeah. What? <laughs> I love yeah, that. Well, I,
2: like the, I like the whole process thing of that. You know, this movie was really into its own science, too. It's like we get to see multiple occurrences of this happen, you know. And then we see it happen with that woman that they find. Yeah. And it's like it's really it's really showing us their whole scientific procedure on yeah. figuring out how this works in a way that a lot of movies wouldn't take the time to do and, that well,
1: and the, again, remember remember with Dracula that's how they beat him too they yeah. they observe him they learn his patterns they use yeah. modern science to vanquish yeah. him i love that yeah.
0: and the characters yeah. of this aren't stupid either like when when Kane shows up like in a normal movie the Kane character is immediately going to be putting up impediments do you know what i mean like that's his sort of like you know like okay i'm from a superior agency yeah. i'm here you know what i mean that's like the role of that kind of character and instantly yeah. he just does everything the science guy tells him to do and then he yep. and he, and he goes even beyond. He's like, you know what? And get all the like little bits of people that were on the ground, gather those and keep an eye on those too. Cause those might do something, <laughs> you know? So like, he's just very thorough, very cautious. And, and normally movie characters are not this cautious and thorough and systematic. And the, and the scientist, uh, 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 again, was it, the actor's name was Finley. The character's name was Falada. Um, Falada. Yeah. Falada. L- He's a great character, number one, but, but yeah. I, I, I love how he, he he immediately starts sensing the pattern. He's like, okay, this is two hours after, and this body has woken up and tried to drain somebody. I believe that that's going to happen to the next body that we find. And like, So we should just assume that this is an ongoing pattern, and let's go and confirm it in two hours. And so there's just this, like, they're just very s- systematic in handling the problem. And they're competent,
1: you know, they recognize yeah. patterns, they take they take the greatest precautions they can, like you said, they're systematic, they, they make really logical, smart choices, and so many movies nowadays, they make their characters idiots. Yeah. And so it's like, do you not understand that we as audience members would, like, there's a reason we yell at the screen in frustration. Whenever yeah. you see the characters, though, acting in this smart way, it makes the bad guys more credible. They didn't yes. just win because of luck, they won because they're an unknown and incredibly powerful, dangerous force. And and it doesn't feel artificial. They even
2: allow them to make a mistake. They do kind of, they do, you know, they are kind of tricked to an extent later in the movie, they find out, but it's not, it's not because they were stupid. It's just because the bad guys were clever. So
0: (laughs) it's. Yeah. And they, and they do everything right. Like when the, uh, when, 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 uh, when the capsule returns to earth, they immediately send people to the, to the escape capsule. They immediately Mm -hmm. bring them to London. They, you know, Mm -hmm. they, 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 you know, they, they, they they find out what he experienced. They, it's kind of clever how at the beginning of the movie we don't actually see them bring the bodies onto the Churchill. We actually have to wait until he's found to get that part of the story. And it kind of, I don't know. I, I like the way that it does that. But they they yeah. debrief him and then and then I don't know. I just feel like everything is is it just is logical and it's not like, well, the story has to happen. So we're going to have this really smart character, make this boneheaded decision. And if they do need them to make a boneheaded decision, it's because of the magnetism that they're feeling towards this woman or towards, you know, there's, there are other reasons that they establish in the movie that are, they, they, they give you every description of why that would be compelling. Do you know what I mean? So that by Mm -hmm. the time, by the time he succumbs to it, you're like, oh, I understand why somebody would. But because the 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 whole the whole dialogue with um with Durbridge about it, where he's where he where he says like, you know, you know, was it sexual? And he says it was sexual on a lever, level that you would never understand, but also yeah. horrible. You know, it's like it's and then you see like a bunch of people succumbing to it and and you get snippets of descriptions of what it is and you believe it so you know mm-hmm. which 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 you need in order to buy into the whole patrick stewart scene right because that's so yes. over the top so and, coming back to patrick yeah. stewart yeah so so why don't we talk because i have a feeling that that was the uh maybe the genesis of one of your remarks when we were p.m.ing by facebook so uh <laughs> that
1: that scene for me is the crown jewel of this movie for a lot of reasons um uh, but that's not just because I have a huge man crush on uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, but that's definitely one of the reasons that don't polish that particular gem. But yeah, so, okay. Uh, how do you even begin talking about the scene, well, Brendan? So this is a scene where, number one,
0: you have to believe that this guy is going to kiss Patrick Stewart because Patrick Stewart is the embodiment of his, his internal feminine. And there's just something that's so ridiculous on paper. That, you know what I mean? It's, it's so, it's like, it's got, it's got like, there's like a humorous angle to it, but it's also disturbing and it's also, it's also kind of deep. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's deep in that,
1: like his attraction to the essence of this person transcends the physical, and they do a good job of making that a yeah. visual, like, something that you kind of represent visually, because they keep cutting between Sir Patrick Stewart lying on the couch and this beautiful, I don't know the name of the actor, but this beautiful, uh, this beautiful I think actress. beautiful actress,
0: Matilda May, I think, is her name. Let me just yeah. look it up to yeah. confirm. It, is. it she is. is.
1: She's not really good the The fact that she had to do this whole, almost this whole movie naked, and that she still has so much dignity and presence and poise in it that she actually comes yeah. across as scary, that's pretty impressive I, acting. So I got to give mad props to that actress. I think she was a ballet her. dancer. I think I could be wrong. I'll, I'll. I could, I could see it. She, she's got that. Like she carries herself with that kind of like knowledge and of capability. Not everybody does mm-hmm. that. but, Like she really does. Um, but yeah. So in in the scene itself, they keep cutting, and, and they'll do a thing where they'll do shot, reverse shot, and usually shot, reverse shot, it's kind of invisible to you. You see one guy talking, and then it reverses the shot to the other guy talking. But when they do that, they'll switch out the actor for the actress sometimes. And so you get the idea that you're seeing what he sees, and it makes yeah. it more, that makes that technique more present in your mind. Um, so, when they start to kiss, you know on some level that he's smooching Patrick Stewart, but I didn't expect to see it. Because when yeah. the camera pans down, they're 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 like lip-locked yeah. smooching. And it's amazing, and I love it. Yeah, and and the also the
2: May thing, just to back you, you up, you, she is a ballet dancer, not just a ballet dancer. At sixteen, she won first prize at the Paris Dance Conservatory. Okay. So she's oh the God. best French ballet dancer. basically. Okay. So. Well, when she's okay. when she's on, when she's like on
0: the,
1: carries herself like a queen. Yeah. When she's yeah. on the
0: slab in the um, in the cathedral, and she points her toes as she's sitting up. It's like you can tell. Okay, that's like not. That's like a only somebody who's got that kind of mastery over their body would would think to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Well, it's funny too because like Patrick Stewart, he's obviously a handsome guy, but he is not a feminine presence at all. He's like not the opposite. Not even <laughs> a little, especially the way he is here because he's kind of like an older, suit wearing, balding. Sweaty guy in that moment. Do you know what I mean? He's not. Yeah, you know, it's a
2: different than I've usually seen him. Because I mean, you know, Sejanus and I and, yeah. and I Claudius and you know Captain Picard, of course, are are just such different personas that he has in this.
0: Yeah, this, this is like this. Like you, you, you see him in this, and you, he just seems like a like like very much like a like a guy. He doesn't seem at all feminine. And so it's just when he says, "I am like," I forget the line, but when he says, "I am like the feminine." in your subconscious or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, it's just, it's, it's, it's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, that makes sense. Like, you know, th- it works, I think, but it, it's, I think they had to have
1: him say the line though, to, to make that contrast clear. To I agree.
0: Yeah. I agree. That's yeah. why I like it. Cause I think if she said it, it would, it would have been like, okay, that's a, that's an easier way to persuade me, but to have him say, yeah, it they it,
1: clearly wanted you to understand that, that, the Patrick Stewartness of this physical presence yeah. in no way impedes this connection they yeah. have. Um, yeah. and uh, god that had to be a hard line to get. Uh, he nails it.
0: Yeah, so but god, this scene is... I think it's pretty famous. I think everybody who sees this scene remembers it because it's Patrick Stewart, <laughs> and also he's playing a character that's kind of like Professor X before, before yeah, he's paralyzed, lot. right? Yeah. So, yeah. so but, uh,
2: but oddly, like I said, I totally forgot this scene, so I I refute that argument. You, I, this was so that was like a part of the movie. I was like, whoa, how do I not remember did, any of this? Did you remember
0: the masochist scene before this one, the one that comes like no. No, like I
2: said, I I mainly remembered the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, and almost the entire, you know, eighty percent in the middle. I just it was just gone because
0: there there's like just lines in this film where it's just it it just is it's it's just enjoying itself even though it's doing bad things. And so there's a scene where there's the woman that her that the woman the lady that the the space alien lady first inhabits, and they find her at the asylum. And they go there and he's, and and, and it's kind of cheesy, but at that moment we realize that Carlson can look into the minds of people that have been inhabited by the space alien lady. So he's doing kind of like the, the, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like this very sort of stagey. I stare off with her, and yeah, uh, he's doing the you, scanners. That's, work. Yeah, it's like scanners. Say, well, yeah, it's
2: the Just to bring Dracula, and of course, of course, they hypnotize Mina to to yes. track Dracula. So there's mm-hmm. another
0: Dracula nod for you. But but and it's but it's playing out like a normal investigative scene until he says, "This woman is a masochist, and she wants me to beat this, yeah, the truth I out know. of her." And then it's like, that's "Whoa, so... where?" <laughs>
1: Well but remember they bookend that line with will that bother you? And the guy's like, No, I'm a natural voice everyone's immediately cool.
0: That's the yeah. part that's the thing that makes that scene. When you th- that line, something about that Our line are
2: compatible yeah,
0: here. Well it sort of tells it all you lined that,
2: up splendidly. It, it
0: sort of tells you like the movie is getting into like really camp territory, I think, at that point, which 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 maybe makes it like less intense somehow. Do because cause, cause you would expect his reaction to be repugnance or horror when this guy says she's a masochist and so i'm going to like play to her masochism now and just like beat the truth out of her or whatever it is she wants and and then i think he like rips off like the back of her shirt and you see all these like scars to, uh-huh. to demonstrate that she's a masochist and so number one just the idea that this woman's a masochist <laughs> is kind of ridiculous it's like a ridiculous plot element but then it's like It's like overly indulgent that the writers are going there. And then when he says to the guy, are you okay with it? Like Joel was saying, the guy's like, no, I'm a natural voyeur. And it's like, it just, the tone of that is just, it's, it's comedic more than, do you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I kind of well, laugh.
1: It kind scene. of helps to remind the audience that it's okay not to take this too seriously. Yes.
2: Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's,
0: I think what it is. It's, it's like, this, it, is, this... it is lurid in a very pulpy fashion. <laughs> so, I think. but you see that scene and you're like, this movie can't get any more ridiculous. And then you get the Patrick Stewart scene.
2: <laughs> but yeah, and while we're, we're talking talk. about the woman, you know, the, the masochist woman and the, uh, you know, basically the scene with her being picked up by in the guy in the car. Yeah, I don't know if either of you see him under the skin, the no. Scarlett Johansson movie. I I was like, man, I I'd, I'd see. I I didn't realize when I was watching Under the Skin, but I'm like, I feel like that's a movie that just took this little segment of the movie and okay. decided to blow it up into a whole
0: movie by itself. It was just interesting.
2: I, I, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, is it a I horror movie further. or is it a... Is it like it's a, a horror movie. Yeah. Maybe it's we a, should so watch that at
0: some point then. If we it's,
2: should. It's actually a very good movie. So okay. I, I think it should go on the list.
0: Yeah. That that whole sequence is cool. It starts with the hypnotism, like you were saying. And then it, it kind of leads them there. And then they get there and then they realize that th- that she did that deliberately so that they could basically mm-hmm. overtake London. And then they have to go back And storm London, basically, but they get detoured because they have to go to the prime minister's office, who is also, uh, he's either one of them or he's been infected. And so uh, you know, yeah.
2: Well, it's it's funny when when they got to that part where they determined she was being very careful and not killing people and all that kind of thing. I, as someone that remembered the beginning and the ending of the movie, I was like, "But but how are we going to get London yeah. to just burn down here? Why, <laughs> yeah. You know, what's what's how does this fit? You know, so it being a, you know, being a ruse." Like I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, yeah, that's great."
0: But and and it's also where we just get all like, we just get all of this it's a ruse and it's a detour, but it's also where we really learn like the depths of Carlson's emotions surrounding all this. And, uh, and I, and I, and and he gives like more details of the because like, uh, uh, Kane says to him like, okay, what really happened on that ship? Like you weren't telling me a hundred percent the truth. And he's like, he's like, you don't understand. I was in love in a level that you've never, you know under you know you you could never understand i forget how he phrases it but it's like it's kind of like a something about mary type situation is what it sounds like um
1: and so if you look at that movie in a certain way it is a horror movie so
0: or a religious one depending you know like
1: yeah okay i guess it'd be religious well she's her name is
0: mary you know like um Hmm. but uh
1: and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Under the skin and something about Mary. Next time,
0: <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> it's a good double feature, actually.
0: But anyways, I th- I, I think uh, uh, you know. Uh, but we get that backstory about Carlson, and we and we just learned like he is. So he is sort of in a state where he's kind of torn between, you know, this invasion is now threatening to destroy all of Earth or something. We don't know exactly what the extent of it will be, uh, but it's not going to be good either way. And this woman that he's got this you know inexplicable attraction to and uh and and what she pretty explicable well it's explicit well i don't know let's (laughs) let's talk about that like what so we know that when he arrived at the ship what she tells him is that the moment that they got there that that they created these new bodies for them basically Mm -hmm. kind of and 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 that her body was constructed out of something from his own mind so that's where the whole feminine from within thing comes but the thing is other people that encounter her say very similar things because there were the guy the guy that's really good at looking like he has to throw up said that it was um you know he said it was a level of femininity that he had never encountered before or something it was i forget the exact phrasing but it was something type similar so it's like this deep deep like subconscious desire for like the feminine is what she's able to trigger and in him it's even more because there's some kind of there's some kind of psychic connection that they have and and there's also some kind of life force connection where i think she's actually giving him like a part of her life but also a little like like or a part of her mind and at the end of the movie she wants him to essentially rejoin her or something it's it's not clear And and so that
1: should lead us into the discussion of like it comes out that he's one of them well, that's and what that's, she
0: says to him.
1: That's what she says yeah. to him. Uh-huh. So are are we to... Okay, so how are we to take that? Is she, right. is she saying, like, that she gave him some of her, therefore he is now one of them? Or is it, you are always one of us
2: somehow? I took it as being always one, but now, you, she, now you've she, raised no, she, the question. She did I'm, say, I'm not certain.
0: She says at one point, and she says you are always one of us. It's in your DNA okay. or something like oh, okay. that. But okay. But that... So so doesn't a descendant kind of situation well, it apparently. could be or that could be all of humanity for all we know we don't know what the oh. do you know what i mean like oh yeah kind of right. a uh
2: larry niven protector type situation yeah we don't i don't think yeah, I, I think it's
0: i i mean i'm sure that the uh that the novel probably goes into greater depth and maybe there's like a life I'm force sure nerd that's. that could answer it but i feel like the yeah. movie provo- you know gives you are there any like there can't be life force nerds out there can there that would be a very niche.
2: I think. Area. I think. I think most fans probably probably are like deep into it. It's, it's one of those cult movies. I'm sure there's got to be people, you especially think so? with it, especially if people. If there's a novel too,
0: there's got to be a uh, few of them out okay. there. Okay. I yeah, mean, like... I I like <laughs> the movie, but I've never. I've always figured I don't need to read the book. Do you know what I mean? Like,
2: um, well, Colin yeah. Wilson is a a, a well known writer in his own right. Well, and it so. was
0: it was a big hit. I think when it came out, the novel. It wasn't like some. Yeah you know, trashy book, but, uh, but it is called space vampires. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> so,
2: but, uh, yeah, but I mean, he is, he is like, you know, big uh, into mysticism and the occult and stuff in his writing. And, uh, so it's like, you know, it's where a lot of the idea, I mean, you can see, you can see where the ideas of this came from. If you've read, it. I know I've read some Colin Wilson at some point. I'm sorry, go, go on.
0: I've no. Read. So I was just going to say that. So she said, so, she's at the cathedral serving as a conduit for all the life force that's going into the ship. Right. And she summons him back there. And then when he gets there, she says, come to me. And she basically wants to embrace him. And I don't know, they're going to culminate in some way and return to the ship. That's about as much detail as I can extract from what we see on the screen. Um, And like this other thing, like, doesn't he betray her and like stake her? So then he, he stabs her from behind with a stake but then we yeah. see both of their life energies ascend into the ship. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure what it means. Like <laughs> maybe they have like a really big feud when they go back up there because he's, or maybe she knew he was going to do that. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I have no idea what the, I
1: don't know. Well, I thought he was trying to stab both of them with it, isn't he? He did. He stabs back. both. of oh, comes
2: out his back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's,
0: it's, yeah, it's, so- it's
1: Oh, and they turn red, and then it goes to the Life Force ship, and instead of having a blue aura, it now has a red aura. So, what does that mean? Because I, I thought it was going to be, they go up to the ship, and it, like, like it ossifies and crumbles, you know? That would be, yeah. like, what I would have done, is, okay, uh-huh. that he destroyed them, and that, like, that, like, poison death energy goes up and kills it. Fine. You know, what? whatever. But, like, it doesn't. It just makes it red, and the ship just flies off. And it's, like, so...
2: I'll be, okay. be back in 75, or how many, well, how many years is it? I think I it's 76 forgot. years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: 76. Okay. I'm going to be an old man before I get a chance to see this comet. Um. You'll be like Mark Twain,
0: you know? He came oh, in well, with Halley's but... Comet, and he wanted to go out with Halley's Comet. Wasn't well, that as kind a... of a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. shit. It'll well, give I'm you a goal. Writer, so it'll, <laughs> it'll help you live past 75, you know? So. <laughs> By one year. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: for <laughs> me... But uh, I I hope to be old enough at that point that they've made like teeth implants that are just like your natural ones so that I will actually get more teeth as I get older. I think
0: we'll have all kind. I think we'll have Star Trek medicine by then. Uh, Oh, man, I can't wait for Star
1: Trek medicine.
0: But uh, but, yeah, so (laughs) I'm very puzzled by the ending personally. I've, I've always been kind of puzzled by the ending. And I don't know that I don't know what it's saying happens to... The protagonist i don't know like is he now living a life as a space vampire with his sweetheart or like you know what's the deal like you know like,
2: living an, an angry unending argument for the yeah. next 76 years aboard a spaceship with his former sweetheart yeah is a... <laughs> i'm hungry of course you are It's your <laughs> <fault. Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna have so many souls for the next 76 years and you said to ruin everything
2: yeah, we I mean, they did a fair know. number of souls on their, on their uh, ship, so, you know, maybe they were okay. They couldn't have, like, a feast or anything. They had to
1: rash out the souls very carefully.
2: But, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that myself as far as, you know, okay, well, they get kicked out of these bodies, clearly, because of the steak thing. And they get their souls kind of go up there, but can't they just... Do they have to leave? Like, why can't they just come back in a new body or uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not, strong, it's not addressed.
0: It? Obviously something happened. Obviously. Uh, also I don't, I didn't get the impression that she, she didn't seem furious at his action when he stabbed her. Do you know what I mean? It didn't seem <laughs> like a, uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know but but it was an interesting ending and i thought that it was again it was it, it kind of had there were babylon five feels in it for me with uh feels. with well just kind of like the way that everything sort of leads into these transcendental experiences in babylon five and sort of these you know like, yeah
2: it does have the same fantasy science fiction blend as far as uh flavor goes yeah yeah because
1: yeah, it's uh I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the ending of bram stoker's dracula it's just a switch gender roles, where like the the love interest is the one that has to drive the stake through the heart.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, they, oh, the movie brand Stoker's track. Yeah,
1: out. and they, yeah. there's some kind of uh, transcendental about that ending too. Yeah, yeah, I
0: would. Yeah, except that's like a redemption, and this is like a a damnation. I don't know. I don't know. I, that's that's what's puzzling about it. There's no way he,
1: that their souls turned red, and they sent they got sent to the vampire ship for seventy six years of exile. Into heaven.
0: I mean, I really need an answer as to what happened to Carlson, right? We've been following Carlson the whole movie. And then we get there and and it's just questions, which I think is good. I think it's good that it ends this way because it makes me ask these questions. But, you know, and I feel like if I had like a smart person in the room who could like, you know, hash it. Not that you guys aren't. You guys are smart, obviously. But what I'm saying is we can have smart people in the room and we can, you know, hash it out and figure it out. And it's, it's, I don't know. it, it. like like this is the kind of movie that makes you look up ending explained videos on youtube right where you're like <laughs> yeah. what the hell happened in that ending because hopefully like like it's almost tempting to make me want to go read the book just to in the hope that it explains you know what the hell happens in that ending scene but uh space vampires ending. <laughs> yeah yeah <I, laughs> But I am
2: actually looking. I am looking at the ending of Space Vampires right now, but it is utterly, utterly different than okay. anything that happens in this movie. Yeah. So it really and it ties into Clark Ashton Smith, as Clark Ashton Smith's story too. So oh, that's cool. it, it it only it only makes it more confusing. <laughs> okay. but, uh, yeah, basically. So this is all part of the Lovecraftian mythos. If you uh,
0: ah, if you want to know, yeah, but, I've, I've uh, heard that this is like very Lovecraftian. People say, um, but uh, but yeah.
2: Basically, it's a it's kind of a shadow Vorlon situation to make it more Babylon Five like when mm-hmm. you uh, look at the novel. So okay, <laughs> okay.
0: I just Babylon Five episode. I just really want to know what kind of life Carlson is living after this movie. Yeah. You know, that's the that's sort of the key thing.
1: That's like your pitch for your for your sitcom. <laughs> okay. So remember that movie Life Force? We're just going to call the sitcom Life Force, but it's only going to take place in the ship between the vampire lady and him and the awkward 76 years that they've got to go around with Haley's comet, you know, hashing out everything that happened on the planet. It's like, so you drove a stake through our collective heart. That kind of sucked. We got a hole in our heart now,
0: not the heart, but the energy center two inches oh, below, below the, the heart. heart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they had to stab them right in the chakra. Yeah. I love the way that he sort of fends off that assumption in the way he like, phrases that,
1: you know, it's, the, it's not it's not the heart; it's just close to the heart. Yeah. Common mistake.
0: <laughs> but um, in the soul, heart. But let's talk also about Colonel Kane because I think he's a really cool character. He's he's uh, a super cool character and totally
1: sold me on. Uh, if I wasn't already sold on British special agents, well.
0: It's it's like a whole it's it's funny because like Americans action heroes and men of action operate a certain way and British ones operate differently and he's definitely operating. Well, I am a the, renegade
1: outside the law. Right is the American way, yeah. and I obey and uphold the law is the is the British way.
0: Yeah, there's also just but but the things I like about him is he just he they really emphasize how fearless he is as a character. Do you know what I mean? He, he just wades into these terrifying situations. And I'm assuming he's a colonel, so he's got... I'm assuming that means he has a military background. So it kind of makes sense that he would just be trained to go into the action and not really hesitate or think about it. But... Uh, But he also, again, displays so much competence when he's doing that. It's not one of these situations where he goes into London invaded and he gets swarmed by a bunch of these vampire zombies because he looks the wrong way down a street or something. Do you know what I mean? He makes all the right moves and he gets to where he's going and he's able to do that. And he's able to he's able to, you know, take that stake and bring it to the cathedral and kill one of the guys, then, you know, throw it to Carlson. You know? Yeah,
2: because it's not like this movie is that heavy on a lot of action. Like, for example, when they land at that other base, when they're on their way to London, yeah. and they, they find out the guy running the base has really been turned. And mm-hmm. there isn't an action scene or anything. They just got to look at each other, and they're like, let's get out of here. <laughs> and
0: they do. They leave in the yeah. middle of the bedlam. It's <laughs> I think that was the prime minister, too. That was the, uh, the, yep. seat, the, seat, the seat. The prime minister comes That's out all right. sweaty. And and that's he's like, right, was, I forget right. the woman's name, but he's like, he's like, Mrs. Harrison, can you please come here for a moment? And he, and, then, and then they go in and they see through the curtain that he's like, these electric jolts are going between him and her. And he's clearly sucking her life energy. Um, yeah. And then, and then like they,
1: they to, intervene to save her. They're just like, we just give you, we, we're going to Well, I think, and I that think, that think the writing right. is on the wall. They
0: see that the, everything is falling apart and they just have to, you know, they have to get to wherever they need to get in order to stop it. You know, I think that's the, uh. Like, like if they had gone in there to do something that just would have slowed them down at best.
1: Right. So, yeah, because it's the zero hour at that point. They've yeah. got to get to the cathedral and do the thing. Yeah. You know? And uh, I sort of love that. I, I love that they both as, as intelligent, strategic minded people are like, we have a bigger mission. Yeah. to go do that. Uh, cause again, I don't think an American hero would have, you would have to have every, every petty, every petty secretary to have to get saved and John McClane had to smoke a big fat cigar about it. Nah, nah, the British don't got time for that. They got a, they got an empire to run. They got a war to win. I just love it.
0: <laughs> and I like how, uh, when they get to Falada, Falada is, uh, is turned into a vampire as well. And they kind of, and you know, but they kind of. Squeeze the scene for a little more. Do you know what I mean? Like they kind of, just
1: he, just enough to make it fun. Yeah, yeah. Like like
0: the the hints are really heavy handed. Like he says uh, he says uh, you know. So how did you survive? And he doesn't answer the question. He just moves on to another topic. Yep. You know, it's <laughs> like well, it's like <laughs> fun you know story. he clearly could have lied, but you know he decided, you know he makes a you know so so that but but but, it, but it's fun. It's 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 fun. So it works. Um, I don't know. I and I I, I, li- I like I like I like. I like that the film ends with London and just total chaos, and peop- it's just again, it's really high budget level stuff. You have people running through the streets, you know, from these. Again, they're not quite classic vampires; they're a little more like zombies in a lot of ways. But they, uh, you know, or running zombies, not the slow kind, but they kind of have more of a zombie vibe to them. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I feel like this too would make a. a now I kind of want to see Night of the Comet again, because I'm curious. That came out around the same time, and it was a similar type of premise. So I, fe- I feel like we should see that soon, too, just I've, to compare. I've been wanting
2: to watch that again anyway, so yeah. that's uh, not a b- bad one to put on the list at some point.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, I, and, then, and, then, and again, I mean, obviously, Haley's Comet coming out is going to impact yeah. these kind of Comet movies.
2: fever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: But but I feel like we got two really good Comet Fever movies out of Haley's Comet. So, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Is there anything else about the movie we want to say before we uh, advance to our conclusions?
2: I don't know. I think I th- it's just one very kind of movie kind of thing that you wouldn't expect scientists to say is when they find the aliens on the ship at the beginning... Mm-hmm. I, I, I acted to like that. Oh, they're like, there's these bat-like creatures here. And they're like, oh, dead, I hope. It's like, <laughs> really? You're, you're, there's no reason at that point to think they're evil or sinister. It's just like, ooh, I hope all these aliens are dead.
1: <laughs> I like think that that one guy is just a well-known, like, batafo. And it's just like, oh, really, Phil? Really? You hope they're dead? We're scientists, man. Yeah. can't believe you radioed that all the way to Houston. I hate that. I, I do have
2: to say, the, <laughs> this, the, the, the ship us all look-
0: the ship full of desiccated bats looked really cool. That was a really it cool did. visual. Um, Another
1: unscientific moment is when they break one of their fingers off. It's yes! desiccated. Yes. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's an alien. That's a previous alien life form. You need to very carefully preserve. It, it was They're the eighties. Like it was the eighties.
0: I think that's how we would have handled uh alien desiccated corpses in the, at that <laughs> These time. These, if we powder we it.
2: powder it'll be much easier to transport home. <laughs> yeah. so. just, like just take
0: out.
1: <laughs> I would say that scene in The Simpsons Get where uh, Doctor Hibbert takes the the. Baseball bat out of the the careful medical plastic wrap and homer with it. They just have those in their (laughs) spacesuits. Get out your get out your uh, your sealed bats,
0: sir.
2: oh
0: God. Yeah. So so I don't. I I I think is um this is a great movie. I I think it's it it it, it, it's it's the kind of horror movie that just puts a smile on your face if you're if you're a horror fan, and it's the kind of movie that just if you're not a horror fan you watch it and you're probably thinking how is all this possible how, like how did this get green lit all of this but you're also <laughs> yeah. enjoying it really. as you're having that thought
2: yeah yeah it's surprising so far into the 80s that this got made it's the kind of movie that came out in the 70s you'd be like yeah they were just throwing all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff in the 70s but for an 80s movie this is exceptionally strange yeah
0: yeah i mean this movie has like full frontal nudity for a substantial amount of its running time. There's like, Mm -hmm. you know, one character that's naked the whole way through it. And there's, you know, plenty of other, you know, quasi-nude characters as well.
1: Um, It's to the point where I was kind of like in the back of my mind wondering if that lead actress
0: was actually a nudist and it was somewhere in her contract that she didn't have to wear clothes. And they're like, well, we got to
1: do something with it.
0: No, apparently she was somewhat reluctant to take the role because of the nudity, but then she was convinced because it was potentially good for her career. So you know that I don't I don't think she was a nudist by uh, by nature, um, but I I don't know I I just think that it was uh I, it's just a weird film like it, I don't know how you, you just don't see movies like this it's like what there's like three movies that like I can pull out and be like this is like a really unusual film somebody made this movie and it's entertaining do you know what I mean not like somebody made this movie and it's a piece of garbage um, you know and, and this is also like I don't know. I, I feel like, you know how like uh, Dan O'Bannon he wrote this and he he also wrote Alien, but apparently they cut out huge chunks of of his Alien script, right? So like mm-hmm. like 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 they they I think what they kept was um was the the chest bursting scene, and I think a lot of the other stuff was taken out that he had had in there. Okay. Adam's looking quizzically at me like I'm lying, so I want to. Get no, 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 no! Uh,
2: I'm just interested. That's uh, all. That's what I
0: heard. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But but if that's true, this almost makes it feel like like this movie is a middle finger to whoever did that. Like screw you! I'm gonna do the stuff that you didn't like. I don't know if this was if that kind of stuff was the stuff they didn't like. But I, I'm gonna do the stuff you didn't like, and I'm gonna make it work gloriously. And it just yeah. you know it, it's just stuff that. Again, on paper, this movie really shouldn't work. Do you know what I mean? It, sh- it should. It yeah. Should, so, you, there's something to that, you know,
1: like it shouldn't work. Right. Outer Space Dracula.
0: Yeah. So have you guys it's seen Dark Star?
2: It. I have to ask since we're talking yeah, about that, Dan O'Bannon.
0: That was like, well, that was a uh, seven. It's when wasn't? he and John Carpenter yeah.
2: made together when they were in school.
0: Yeah. yeah we, we should do That's that subscribe. one on, on this. Is that is that available on streaming Dark Star or no?
2: i'll look it up but yeah that's one I, I i haven't watched that since the 80s either and it used to be like a regular late night movie so i used to love that movie as a kid but uh i have no idea how it holds well, up we had to
1: we had to go to voodoo to find this one as i recall which yeah. by the this, way this one's rentable service.
2: anywhere so yeah okay. this is a 2.99 rental on amazon so okay. this is a.
0: You Easy just got do. my two ninety nine there, Amazon. Yeah, I, I guess I guess we have to say if anybody does want to see this, they have to go to Voodoo, which is where we were able to find it, and
2: it's yeah. also available through Apple too. That's how I watched it. Okay. Yeah,
0: I, don't, I, don't, I don't do Apple stuff. Okay, um,
1: <laughs> I just don't. I'm not a hipster enough to do that. It's, so I'm it's just funny. like nah. I, I, yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, but, uh so Voodoo. But shout out to Voodoo because I was I was I was. Very happy that we were able to actually find the movie. Yeah. it's a great um, little
1: streaming service. Apparently, I, and, I really liked it.
0: And so we'll, you know, uh, uh, but yeah, we'll put Dark Star on the list uh, of, of films. And uh, yeah. but I, I would definitely recommend it. I, 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 again, I all I can say is I, I, this is one of those movies I saw it and it made such a huge impression on me that it just never left over the years. And my, and that impression, like Adam was saying, like you don't remember all the stuff, you remember the key things that like. Were weird and bizarre about it, but, uh, <laughs> or just striking in some way, but it, it uh, I don't know. It, it, it just is. I, I think, I think it's sort of a, it shows that sometimes things that are regarded as like non schlocky are only regarded as that because they, they're glossy. Do you know what I mean? And if yeah, you take schlock yeah. and you put gloss on it, it's just as good as the non schlock <laughs> that that's what I think I like about this movie. <laughs> You know?
1: Yeah, it, and it's not as though it is elevating the schlock. It is simply treating it with a dignity to which yeah. schlock is not typically accustomed. Yes. you know what? It's really that, good. That's what I'm the saying. Essential schlock is not lost, and the movie's fantastic as a result. It's,
0: it's sort of like saying, "I like these things. These things are entertaining, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give them the budget that they deserve. That's all. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't try to elevate it and make it like art house." You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's some, there's a couple of moments where you can kind of say, you know, this is a deep film or something, but it's not anything more than any other movie. It's not like, it's, it's not like when they take a horror movie and they try to make it into an art house movie. Um, it's, 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 they're taking a horror movie and they're giving it the budget of a big action blockbuster and Mm -hmm. letting the director and a writer kind of do what they want as far as I can tell, um, so, you know, it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out. Um Joel, did you have any last thoughts on it because you didn't really get to uh get away. At... <laughs> I I said a lot on this one actually. Um, no, I mean for the last I, thoughts, not
1: Oh, uh yeah, I mean I I'd, I recommend it too. Um it's I I want to go back to the point that there's no reason this movie should work, but <laughs> it really does. Well, like, cuz from premise, it's it's outer space vampires, you know, as it's, it's outer space Dracula almost specifically. Yeah. And yet there's something about, there's some magic that this movie has right between the specifics of how it was written and the specific scenes that are in it and the specific visuals and the specific like turns by those specific it, actors that makes this, it's a totally unique and incredibly impressive alchemy. Right. Wow. And that's why I think you have to watch it. Well, it's a no movie quite like this. I
0: think it's kind of what makes the first Star Wars movies magical, right? Like like yeah. all that stuff would have gone south really mm-hmm. quickly if they had really bad actors doing it and people with no oh, chemistry yeah. and they didn't have Alec Guinness. And it's the same thing here. And I think that's that's kinda of what I'm saying. This movie like redeems Schlock in a way that Star Wars redeems pulp science fiction. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, no, if you if you get a good actor, they can say these corny lines and they're not corny anymore. They're actually believable. They're actually entertaining at the same level as stuff that we normally respect because it also gets a good actor saying the line. Do you know what I mean? So it's you know, space vampires are ridiculous because usually space vampires are played by people that can't act at all. And the people that are responding to i go ahead.
1: Well, I, no, you're right. I, if you put this up against uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space, same movie, right? Yeah. You know, uh, but you're right. It, it's it's just that you don't have people that are taking it seriously in Plan Nine from Outer Space. You don't have real visionary direction. It's just Ed wood you know you don't have the budget to do the stuff that this movie did but if you take almost the exact same premise and the exact same story <laughs> beats and turn them into something that has like the kind of talent and and energy that like say the original yeah. ghostbusters had you get this movie instead
0: yeah yeah and so you know so it's just it just kind of it's instructive in that way i think i think it's like uh and i don't know may, may, i might be giving myself too much credit because i doubt that i was subconsciously you know, making these connections in my brain and that was making me like the movie. But, uh, Uh, but, but, you know, I I do think there's some truth there. Um, so yeah, so again, it's, uh, it's the movie's called life force. It's, you know, you, you just gotta maybe watch the trailer. And if that doesn't sell, you don't watch it, but I think it's totally (laughs) worth checking out. And, uh, and uh and yeah so we'll uh we'll be back on next week i don't know i don't know what we're doing maybe it'll be dark star maybe it'll be something else i don't know um i know we have another space movie that we were talking about doing as well so yeah uh, we'll be back on and until then we will talk to you later